0: Hello and welcome to Dictate the Podcast, the podcast for DictateTheGame.com, the web where you can find all sort of content, FM content, uh his uh, stories, guides, experiments and all sort of FM content that of course you can find on DictateTheGame.com. You can also find us in on Twitter at DictateTheGame and on Facebook at also DictateTheGame. Uh my name is Fernando, also known as Rock FM. And I have the pleasure to introduce those with me. Hello, Kate. Hello, how are you? Um, bit nervous. First time actually hosting this, not first time hosting a podcast, but first time doing it in English. So I apologize in advance to everyone listening for my shaky English in this edition. <laughs> <laughs> we also have Luke. How's it going, Luke?
1: I'm good. How are you? It's been a weekend, weekend nearly.
0: Yeah, it's in the weekend. It's been a while since we've done one of these, but we figured let's start as soon as possible with the getting the podcast back online. And we also have Matty, aka FM Kitty. How's it going?
2: Good evening. Um, and I am also as nervous as you because this is my very first podcast appearance.
0: So the early access period is officially over. It has been for a while now. We had almost two weeks with the full release of fm21 but i want to know uh how your beta saves went around what did you do who did you manage how did it went uh it has been an an interesting first couple of 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 days with fm we had a brand new me uh, that's really rocked the boat so i want to know kate how did your beta save go
3: i it, it went
0: really well actually
3: i i picked up spurs um for my sins i am a spurs fan so um, I I pick them up. I often like to do a big team for a for a beta save because I can get into things more quickly. And um, and yes, Tottenham count as a big team, so they're meh. Um,
2: no, they do at the moment, top of the league.
3: <laughs> absolutely fair enough. The um, anyway, it went really well, and and it came down to I won the FA Cup, and then it came down to the last, literally the last game of the season when Liverpool had a Merseyside derby at at Anfield, and I had, I can't remember, Brighton or somebody um, at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, so I was quite sure that I would get my win, and if I got the win and they drew or less, I would win the league, because I had a much better goal difference. And unfortunately, Liverpool beat Everton, and I was unable to win the league. So it was frustrating, but yeah, I really enjoyed playing the game and the match engine is absolutely gorgeous this year. So, I'm really enjoying it. It's it's been a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, I seem to recall you were doing a challenge where you were trying to to beat uh the combined points tally of uh Pochettino and and Mourinho. So, I guess I'm guessing uh you you managed that if you went to the the last day of the season with with uh, title hopes, I mean. Yeah, smashed it by about twenty-five points, I think. Yeah, that, that's a success. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, interesting, interesting experience. I mean, managing big sides is always very, very interesting uh, because you get so many, so much more dynamics that you get in in, in smaller sides. You get so many much players, so much things to experience. So I guess it was a, a great call by you to to manage a big side for the for the better. Who? Who did you manage, Luke? Who? What? What did you find in the FM early access? FM21 early access.
1: For the early access period, I went to New York uh, with balls. That is not not with City because we don't like them. Um, and I managed to win two MLS caps, and I bought a shield. Um, so it was yeah. You know, I would say about quite conses- uh, successful in there. Not many teams win two Emirates Cups back in a row because the way Emirates is set up, it's set up not to do that. It's set up not to have destinies and blah blah blah. It's just not set up for the teams to win again and again. It's set up to be a team that finish bottom can then win a league. Yeah. Next season. Yeah. The... Um, no, it's it's a pretty good
0: save in all in all. So you you also did uh, you've been writing a lot about the the MLS the MLS. Um, who did you who did you sign for the New York Red Bulls? So oh, sorry, I signed my traxy man.
1: They let know you and I, but are all quite new. Kate, you might have heard about him. My oh, my best my best football to playing in the world. Literally, oh, it's basically like He's basically like so. I explain like. I, I would rather see him play football than I see, see Leon Messi. Like, and that's McCarthy. I signed him. Giving Ryan not here, because Ryan would be moaning right now. Because Ryan hates it when I mention him. So I, I signed him as my captain. Fantastic. And who else did I sign? I signed a few players online. I a lot of players online. And I was quite sneaky because if we didn't know, Emlets have salary caps, minimum wages, you it's quite hard to balance the books. Uh, so I was quite sneaky because obviously Red Bull, New York, also have Salzburg and Leipzig um, and all the other teams I got. And I was able to get players from them teams who were good players, but I wasn't paying any wages. So that that's by parts salary cut rules.
0: Yeah, that, that sounds sound fantastic, and that's uh, a, a great idea to do with, with whenever you're, you're managing any of the yeah. the Red Bull teams yeah. to, to take yeah. advantage of that that structure.
1: So, yes, yeah, take advantage of the structures. Got, it's a great structure. You can bring players. And I think one season, I think the second season, I had six, play, six players online from Salzburg. Uh, so I really, really – I gave some of the players from Salzburg a really nice holiday in New York for nine months. What kind of person I am.
0: Yeah, that sounds really, really cool and a really, really interesting strategy for it. Matty, the, the early Hello. access is now, is now gone, but we can still discuss it. And who, who was your first team, or at least your, your early access team for, for FM21?
2: Well, yeah, I didn't quite have the luxury of playing much of the early access because of um, work and so on. Um, I think I got it maybe two days before it was before the full release. Um, and I have a habit, just for the sake of me getting familiarised with all the new features and everything, I always have a lead save, because it's just a team that I know inside out. Um, so I don't have to worry about tactics and things like that. I can just literally focus on figuring out what's new in the game, basically. Um, but because I only had two days to do that, really, I... I changed from the normal and I went for something I've never done before and that was managing in Greece. So I am currently about three months into a season at AEK Athens. And I have to say, I'm hating every minute of it. Because (laughs) they are quite possibly the most inconsistent team in Europe, if not the world. I can be... I could be completely dominant for forty-five minutes, and so we're talking sort of fifteen, twenty shots in a forty-five minute period. Getting at half time, and then second half, they the just want a shot, and I'll end up throwing uh, away a uh, two-three goal lead. Fantastic pieces for, and I'm I'm ready to walk from Greece already after about three months in charge.
0: Well, that that sounds a bit complicated. I mean, that, that's what you get for for. The, uh... Keeping Marcelo Bielsa in the job, you <laughs> you can achieve do goals. Yeah,
2: I think that's why I couldn't I couldn't take over Leeds because I I can't be the man to replace Bielsa. I just can't do it to the man.
0: Big shoes yeah, to feel, I No, just, no that.
2: I think it's because I know that all of all of Leeds would would hate me if I if <laughs> I was to replace that man. So I can't do it.
0: Yeah, yeah I I get it absolutely get it. Uh, me myself I I actually a, a bit like like uh the I didn't quite play so much of the of the beta being a little busy it was even uh still making some FM 20 content well while, while the beta was raging so I couldn't do that much but I did uh, play a bit of, of of Benfica actually I had my plan was to do um a, a Benfica challenge trying to beat the uh, Bella Goodman curse, and um, I, I couldn't get it. I couldn't play as much as to as to try that, but it was actually quite quite interesting. I got um, I got a, a bit of experience with the gestures, tra- trying to see how that works. A bit like like what Kate said, trying to uh, picking a big team gets you a lot of access to the new features. And actually, um, the the new match engine, which is absolutely fantastic, looks so smooth. I believe we we talked about uh, about it a bit but it's absolutely fantastic, I loved every minute of it, seeing Adel Tarabt as a, as a trequartista uh, in the new Lima engine was a joy to see. But okay, it's time to to move into the home dressing room, this is when we discuss uh, the selection of articles we've been doing since the last podcast, of of course, uh, since it's been a while since we've done this, and also because we were doing our uh, early access, one article per day Uh stunt i guess <laughs> um it's it's been a lot of content there's been a lot of great content on the web of course you can check it all on dictatedgame.com but i want to talk to you guys about what what was your your, your favorite uh piece of content that you wrote for the web since uh the last podcast of course it's been as i said a lot to pick from um last time with you luke what was your your favorite article uh, that you did ever in the last couple of days
1: so my my favourite article is actually my, my recent article and it's every club vision in the MLS. Like, if you haven't get shirts and if you haven't, what rock you been sleeping under? I quite like the MLS. Um quite it's actually pretty been a bit vague. I pretty much love MLS. So I do a lot of writing about MLS. And I'm numerous guys. And i actually I thought I'd do Club vision one last year. I did one for the Premier League. Now, I will be doing that again, but I thought I'd do MLS. Um, I came out, came out yesterday evening. Um, I and mean, I went through, I go through every 28 club clubs in uh, the MLS. Every club vision, obviously, MLS is so different. Like, you've got some teams like LA Galaxy who are at one point were like. The Galacticos, MLS—they were literally the top dogs. They haven't won a trophy in nine years or so. They're not been good lately. But their board still wants you to sign the top players, your Beckham's, your Robbie Keens, and win trophies. So it's a very hard mix in MLS. Meanwhile, the players like there's also teams like like DC never hit the to club of MLS, one most dominant. Team that was more dominant when my team were with all due respect a 10 or 12 team league. Not won anything in 13 years. I'd be technical, I won two or two wooden spoons for finishing bottom. Which I will add is actually a real trophy in MLS. Like not just like in most leagues it's for fun, but it's a real trophy in the MLS. If if you finish bottom, you get given a wooden spoon as a trophy to keep, to go in the trophy cabinet. So if you're making an MLS save, don't finish bottom. Um,
0: yeah, you've actually been kind of the, the MLS man lately. I mean, you did, uh, yeah. of course, that, that last article, but you actually did uh, the, the who to sign article where with, with you were mentioning before, and you actually did the, the MLS guide with all the, I guess, the rules and the, you know the, the intric- intricacies to to managing in the MLS. I mean, it's not like every league, every other league, It has so many special rules. So, how how did you how did you do that? Are you familiar with the league? Do you do you like manage there? Usually, what was your your favorite part of that?
1: Um, yeah, obviously, I, I'm a big big fan of the MLS. I like I've, I've been, I went to New York last year to watch a New York play, so I'm, I'm quite a big fan of them. And I manage them. I manage made New York on a beta early assets for pretty much three or four years now. So it's has got something quite regularly. And I do think more people need to play it. Like, it's a good league. It's not not your Premier League league yet, but it is a good standard league now. We're not on about boat with the 90s anymore, where MLS was very far behind. MLS are, is catching up. Like, I, I'm going to put something on the record here. I think... Within 15 years, we'll be looking at MLS, the same way we look at the Championship in England or one of the top, slightly not-so-good top tiers. I think he's making a lot of progress. And the only thing holding MLS back now is what I would call the building blocks, having every team as um, noticing an entity. And that's the only thing holding the t- league back now. Having one line over the league, I think when that goes, MLX will really grow. And he will I think, but I'm very keen to avoid that because I'm pretty sure if they went to like to if you didn't know whether MLS teams are restricted how much they can spend on players and transfer fees. Now I'm pretty sure if I got rid of it, New York would spend a fortune.
0: I see my warning coming. <laughs> yeah I mean uh, that, those rules really keep in really really keeping in check no and, and you can also uh, see it's interesting because you can also see how the the strategies are are changing you can see how in the beginning it was so much about the the franchise player the the beckhams the the enries the pirlos now you can see a team like like Atlanta united really building from the from the ground up so yeah of course it it's a, a really interesting league that has been developing for a long long time and you can, of course, uh, check all of Luke's articles on the MLS, quite a few now, uh, of course, in dictatagame.com. What was your favorite article from, from the team, Kate? Uh, since, since we last recorded, what was your, your favorite piece of, of yours or someone else did?
3: It would probably be somebody else's. My, the only one that I did was a very technical piece about um, measuring goalkeeper performance with expected goals. Which you know is was very nerdy and 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 kind of niche. So, um I was going to say uh, before we had a lengthy discussion about them that I had actually really enjoyed Luke's MLS guides because it's such a crazy league with so many crazy rules. It it you really need a guide for it. It's not it's not like other leagues. <laughs> like it's with so many you know all the the rules around budgets and and who's who can be off budget and who can be minimum budgets and and senior minimum budgets and all there's so many things (laughs) it's just crazy um but i did want to say that one of the one of the teams that started to shift things in mls in terms of bringing in younger players um players in the prime of their careers was in fact toronto fc Bringing in um, Jovinko, uh, who was only like twenty-five or twenty-six, I think, when he came over. Yeah. And, something um, like that. Yeah. And that was kind of a big thing because it was the first time that somebody had come over, sort of in the peak of their career.
1: Uh, yeah. And
3: so yeah, it just it was it was kind of a neat thing that that. Toronto was part of the, the leader the um, movement there. I
1: think, mean, yeah, Kate's right, For, like, I think Kate would agree with me here, that so MLS is trying to move away from its image of, let's be it's in European football, a lot of people call yeah. it retirement league, and they're trying yeah. to just move away from that image now. So we've got so many good American players who need to show MLS is a good league.
3: Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah it's, it's it's actually really interesting. Uh, like I said, Luke has done, been doing like a, a whole batch of content regarding the MLS. If you've been interested in managing there, if you like or wanted to do it but feared the rules, <laughs> like Kate mentioned, of course that's the best moment to do it. Check out Luke's work, and you can get onto it.
2: Um, I'll just second everything them two have said. Really, um, that I've. I've always wanted to manage in America and I've, I've tried it maybe two or three times over the years but then I get to squad registration and drafts and everything and I just get completely mind blown with all the stats and rules and everything and I end up leaving. So hopefully with the help of these guides I might finally be able to take an MLS club because I do have a bit of a soft spot for Toronto because I've got relatives that live there, so that might be nice.
0: Well, it, now it is the time. So, Mate, what was your your favorite article you did? You could not, uh, you did not write anything for us uh, during the early access period, But what was your your favorite article?
2: Um, so, yeah, like you said, I wasn't able to write much or anything over the uh, the early access. Um, I've only had the one out, which came out on Monday about the touchline instructions. Um, but my favourite at the moment because it is—it's everything I love about football, mainly because the way my football team plays under Bielsa, But it's Crusaders Overloads Part One and Part Two, which drop tonight, um, and it's just I, everything he says in it just sort of made perfect sense had, from the the overload system not working particularly well on last year's game but it seems to have a big overhaul this year and everything works and everything that he explains in that is just perfect for what the total football sort of scene is all about Um, and at the moment I am trying to build something like that with Athens but as mentioned earlier they're not very good at listening
0: struggling w- with the tactics uh yeah i mean chris Erzals, i heard work is, is is fantastic i mean he did uh, a number of fantastic pieces for for fm20 i mean his tactical journeyman was absolutely absolutely fantastic i, I enjoyed a lot of it and and now he continues to <laughs> to amaze with with his, these these overloads uh articles I think it's 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 actually very very interesting
2: yeah his first one is brilliant and then the, the one is That's just come out tonight about the the, just reading the title of it doesn't make sense when you think about it as creating overloads and playing possession football and total football and attacking football, and yet you're playing with a cautious mentality. It just doesn't add up right until you read it and figure out the reasons why he's done that, and everything just seems to fall into place.
0: Absolutely. So, if you want to enjoy any of those articles that we mentioned, or a lot of other articles, uh, guides, and Experiments on FM21 and previous editions of the game. You can, of course, find it on dictate the game.com. Um, but it's not only us that's it that's con- uh, producing FM content, uh, there's also been a lot of content from other people. So let's um, let's move to the away resting room when we talk about the content that we have been enjoying, uh, produced by other members of the community that we are uh, enjoying right now or we're love to see coming up next so i'll start by, by with you kate what was your favorite piece of, of content that's been lately out there from the community um
3: i would have to say it's zilla blitz and his n- newest series he's been away for a couple of months and he's just come back and he started up a series called the sod father and it is he has taken over control of juve Um, But it's not like most Juve saves. In this particular case, Juve has been taken over by a family man, shall we say. And he insists that his twin 16-year-old sons must be given the chance to play every single game. And so a striker who is in no way a striker and a goalkeeper who is even worse as a goalkeeper <laughs> are, are lumbered onto this team, and he has to try and win things anyway. And it is, it is very, very funny and a lot of uh, just really entertaining series. So that's, that's the thing that I've been enjoying the most just recently. Um, other things, I, I always enjoy anything put out by um, FM Lama. And um, Grey Hair Gaming, as well, has been really knocking it out of the park this year in terms of he's he's really upped his game on editing, and uh, it really shows. And I think that's, he's, just, he's always been one of my favorite creators, so seeing him, you know, up his game like that is, is not just entertaining to me as a viewer but also a challenge to me as a creator to to try and match the the improvements that he's made. So it's just overall I think a very positive thing.
0: Yeah, I mean the the community keeps on developing, keeps on uh improving. A lot of new people lately. I mean, I think this you could say a, a positive sort of uh, thing to take from this this terrible uh year when the and the covid crisis and the the quarantine has been how many people has uh, taken on the game and uh, particularly taking on producing content so we have a lot of new creators that are putting out their uh, fantastic stuff and that's 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 great to to see luke what was your your favorite content from someone else that wasn't in dictator game um so i'm 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 looking at it from
1: non written non video point of view i think i think huge kudos to the FM editor. Every year he does level 10 database in England.
2: And yeah, definitely definitely worth a mention that. Does it
1: every year? And as he said, at, end, at, at the end of it, he can no longer use his right hand. Um, you can imagine <laughs> the sort of response he's got to that on Twitter. Um, so I think you also got to give a shout out to Zealand, friends of the show who makes an amazing uh new gen faces um they're amazing it's, it's so many people in the community at the moment who are making fabulous content and it is a pleasure to be in the community at the moment
0: it, it absolutely is no doubt about that what about you Monday? what was the one the one uh, or the many Videos or articles or, or whatever that was that you enjoyed from the from the community so far.
2: I think the main one is the the, um, the level ten database again. I, I mean, you just you can't work out the scale of work that goes into doing something like that to go that deep and still have the accuracy of that level of football. It's just, I mean. It it reminds me of the um Aswejan, which was the first real piece of content creation that got me into wanting to write. Um the the level of detail that had been put into some of these creations and some of these databases is just it's mad. Um and, and like Luke said then to be part of This whole thing that's going on at the moment is just—it just feels unreal. Times.
0: Yeah, I absolutely. I mean, like I said before, it's—it's great to be part of this. I mean, the community is growing uh, every day, and like like Kate said, it's also like improving so much every day. We have to push each other to 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 be better at what we do, whether it's writing, editing, uh, doing YouTube videos. It's it's everything. Everything has to be better, and better at every point, so so it's great to be to be a part of it. Um, me myself, I like to give yeah, a like shout out to FM Style, one of us. Uh, at least he used to be one of of the dictator game team. He's doing a, a Rashu series uh, in his blog, and I've been absolutely loving his his writing. His uh, mix of of comedy and fiction and and FM is absolutely fantastic, and I really really enjoyed. So a big shout out to him, uh, but yeah, I mean it's it's great to be part of the community and it's great to see so many creative creators and uh, and talented creators uh, joining and doing what they do best. So that brings that to a close. But we have some questions before we go. Um, this the first one is from Leo Dimos, and he asks if uh, does do you think that the frequency of injuries in in FM 21 is it's okay? I'll throw it to you guys. What do you think?
3: Well, I I think it's fine. um Honestly, I I rotate really carefully, and I listen to my sports scientists and so on. And I usually come in at least fifty percent, if not sixty or seventy percent, under the estimated expectation expectation of injuries. So I don't find it's a problem at all.
2: I would tend to agree there. Yeah, I. I I don't know if it was just my sort of training schedules or my style of play on last year's games, certainly. But I seem to have a lot more injuries last year than I do this year. But even then, I think last year wasn't an unusually high amount of injuries, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah. Um, no, I don't, I don't think so. It. I think basically what's happened is. This person's obviously got a few injuries and is a bit annoyed. But and I, I get it. When you see the news that someone's snapped the ankle in training, you think, oh. But it does happen with life. It happens all the time in training.
0: Yeah. 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 I got to say, me, myself being an Arsenal fan, I can't really like, complain about yeah. the frequency of injuries of anyone. But, uh, but yeah, I, I've had a, a quite. A, a bit of injuries, uh, more than I expected. But then again, I ran a really aggressive like preseason, so it's um, my my 37 year old goalkeeper like snapped in half. But I mean, that's what's gonna happen. <laughs> so so yeah, I, I don't think there's a a higher than 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 reality uh, frequency of of injuries. Question number two comes from Sila Blitz. I'm now 0-4, 0-4-4 on penalties. Has there been any talk on penalties being being off? And this is something I actually heard, but not experienced myself. I don't know about you guys.
2: I am going to instantly rule myself out of this one because I genuinely don't think I've had a penalty yet.
1: Um, <laughs> that sounds okay. Fair point. I mean, I'm guessing this is 0 4 to not scoring them. Is that what you Yeah. See? Yeah, well,
0: I, I, I guess c- he is. Yes.
1: I can't relate, cause I'm, I can't remember, I think I've had, i probably had, I'm quite a few seasons in now, I've probably had about 20, to 20, 25 penalties, I can only remember missing one, so, so, if any, so, I would guess, what well, all I would say is, but maybe look at who's taking your penalties.
3: Yeah, um, well, I mean, cert- certainly, Zilla's old enough to know that, but the, the, um, I um I find actually that I've missed that I have missed a number of penalties and it's but it was one particular player who kept missing them when I was playing my Spurs beta save uh excuse me, early access save. Um it was um Carlos Vinicius, the on loan striker from Benfica. I think he's from Benfica. Um anyway, he um replaced Harry Kane who got injured quite badly and missed like three months, so uh, Vinicius came in and played regularly, and he did great for the season. He ended up scoring 31 goals, but he missed four out of eight penalties.
1: Right. Yeah.
3: So it was kind of crazy, and finally I, obviously I had to take him off penalties because he just kept missing so many of them. So I, I don't know if it's, if it's overall a problem, but but I don't see it particularly being an unusually bad percentage. I think Zilla's just had bad luck with this.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, it it can like pile on a bit. You you miss one, then you miss a couple more, and then you're starting like to panic. I mean, but um, I don't personally have. I haven't had that many penalties, like a bit like like my team, and I I only have like three or four. Um, but um, but I haven't like seen many of them miss. I have one or two miss, but that's about it. And I do remember like. Having a a, a a low lower league save in, in FM21 where they missed them like it were like halfway shots. So so I don't I don't think it's 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 an a, a big problem. An FM21 programming I mean, it's probably like bad luck and maybe a, a bad taker like like Kate had. But yeah. finally we have uh, our third question for the episode. It's again from Leo Demus, and he asks. What's the general consensus uh on the new press thing? I'm, I'm i I he means the, the gestures and the new way you communicate with the and, and the media. And again, I throw to you guys. What's how are you finding the new the revamp relationships in FM21? Um so yeah, I think the new
1: press thing is I I love New Press thing. I'll, I'll be honest, I don't expect it well I take if I if I win a game I speak to the press. If I lose the game, I normally just send my assistant, I'll be quite honest. Um but I, I do love um rejecters hitting the table. Um only thing I think I think it's a shame you can't you can kick a water bottle in the in team talk, you can't break a table in uh press room, it needs to happen or something like that. I'm joking, but I think it's a very, very good addition to a fantastic
2: game. I am in Have complete you, agreement.
3: Matthew. Yeah?
2: Yeah, definitely. Uh, the, the whole Because it, it did get very, very tedious on previous games. Getting asked right. the same questions and you only had the assertive, cautious, positive, or whatever they were. I can't remember now. Um, yeah. And now the whole—I mean, I've my hands are constantly just on my hips whenever I'm talking to my team, mm-hmm. <laughs> unless I mean I've started kicking a lot more water bottles in Greece. Um, <laughs> but the, the, the whole thing—it just—it just—it—it it makes you feel a little bit more connected to your team. I know that sounds slightly ridiculous considering it's not a real team and it's on a computer screen but I just feel instantly more connected because I can imagine myself stood in front of them in the changing room with my hands in my pockets or pumping my fists to get them going. Yeah. Yeah, I'm in agreement with Luke there. I I love the whole new system.
3: Well, controversially, I'm going to agree with both of you. Um, (laughs) I I actually think it's terrific, and I don't send my assistant ever to press conferences, and I never have. No, I never Um, have either. That's The reason that I don't is because it's very clear in the game that players listen to press conferences. And so what you do and say in a press conference has an effect on players and your relationship with players. And since the way that I like to play the game is to manage and maximize those relationships, it is a tool that I can't put aside. So um, I find them really useful. so
0: so yeah I absolutely absolutely agree I think uh, it was something that I was really looking forward when it was announced I was thinking that I, I really thought uh, I could use some some revamping I was a little lost at first like it, it was hard to not find the, the usual uh, you know buttons and you know what were you saying exactly but I think once you you get it it really really uh, helps like like Matti said to, to connect with the players and to to make yourself more clearly come across if anything so i am really liking it and i think it's uh it's, it's really helping the game move, move forward so I'm, i am really happy with it so yeah. that's all we have for today uh for this episode at least of dictate the podcast um it's been a pleasure guys uh thanks a lot for joining me kate thank you it was great to be here
1: it
0: was a pleasure to have you luke Thank you very much. A uh, great time. So did I and Matty Great. Uh, I think we we passed the test. Uh, our our first podcast. <laughs> what do you think? Yeah, I
2: don't think we did bad there. Well done. Yeah. No? Yeah. I, <laughs> like I think said,
1: uh, I think I could talk to you, Ryan. I think, I think we can get it signed off. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so that's been all helpful for today. Um, of course, you can check all the the content on DictateTheGame.com. You can also find us on Twitter and. At the game and the same on Facebook. Thanks a lot and goodbye.